This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Hey Mike, you know what I um you know what I love most about the draft? The NFL draft. Not what happens, but what didn't happen. What could have happened. What was yeah. close to happen. What almost happened. Mm. Um, I can never get enough of the nuggets, the notes, the rumors, the speculation. True, false, somewhere in between. I love it. I'm obsessed with it. I mean, it's, it's Christmas Eve, Michael Holly, for both of us. Um, and like in no particular order, and I'm sure appropriate a Christmas so? Eve because Christmas Eve is all about the anticipation. Christmas Day, yes. Christmas Day comes, and then the next day, like the 26th, ain't really talking about the toys it just got. <laughs> it's like all about you know, like wait a minute, you just got that yesterday. And, you know, let it be a week later, they're asking for something else. Wait a minute, you just got this on Christmas. We ain't going to be talking about these draft yeah. picks a week after the draft. We, we who? See, who out there? You, I tell you keep disappointing me. I okay. will. I you will, I will be, be talking. talking okay. I guarantee you. Tomorrow's my Christmas. You. It ain't your Christmas. It's my Christmas. I've told you I it's the best you. sporting event this? of the year as far as Quick I'm bet. concerned. Quick bet. I guarantee you, a week after the a week after the draft, and now now it's tough because now you're going to try to win a bet instead of just letting it happen organically. If I hadn't said anything, it, I would I would count. You don't. I would count. You don't think I would talk about the draft organically? You don't think I would talk no, about no, the draft organically? No, no, you're missing. You're missing what I'm saying. I'm saying, I think you always talk about a draft, but after this particular draft. I don't think you're going to the next week say, hey, I wonder how Rondell Moore is going to do during minicamp. Or, hey, I was watching Kyle Pitts yesterday. It's almost like the lead up to the draft is is the thing. And then after that, it kind of tippers off. It's kind of like the Olympics. Every four years we say, oh, this is great. We're going to follow. I'm going to follow track and field now since I enjoyed it so much. I'm going to follow swimming. You don't until the next four years. So that's what's going to happen. So that's you. Speak for yourself. Okay. That's you. All right. That's not me. Okay. All right. Whether or not guy, draft you. analysis fits in this show is that remains to be seen. But yours truly will still be unpacking the draft a week from now. Hell, I'm already looking at 2022. Tell you the truth. But we learned with the Kansas City Baltimore trade. You're not as into this as you pretend to be, but that's a, that's, ah. that's fine. That's fine. That's neither here nor yeah. that's neither here nor there. Trade. What I'm big saying, trade. but the Christmas, big trade, the Christmas comparison. You, but you are on on point when you talk about the Christmas comparison, uh, the spoiled kids uh, analogy in terms of like you know you open the presents and then you're on to the next one uh, a day or two later. I would I would go with they open the presents and and they being the kids, or in this case, being the fans, 
and they're disappointed. And you're like, you are ungrateful, so-and-so. Like, I, I worked all year to be able to buy this. And, yeah. and you sitting up here looking disappointed because it's not what you wanted. There's going to be a lot of fans who are disappointed come tomorrow night with what their team does or doesn't do in the first round. There'll be a lot of disappointed fans next week looking back at what their team does uh, during the, over the weekend when we both know you really can't judge a draft until uh, a couple of years after. So, But it's my Christmas. Right. I, I, I maintain it is the best sporting event of the year. Because all 32 franchises are all energized, all engaged, all excited, all paying attention. Whereas as the season goes on, when the actual games are played, whereas in the, se- as the season goes on, those teams start to fall, off, fall by the wayside and it becomes pretty clear who's, who's for real and who isn't, who's actual contenders. So here's what I want to do to start if you're down for this. Um, I'm down. I just want to see what floats your boat. Um, All right. What moves the needle for you? This is in no particular order. These are just right, some of the the developments, the reports, mm-hmm. uh, the, the the nuggets, the morsels of information. Uh, right. Let's just nerd out, dude. Like, for, like as, as if that makes a difference any other day. Let's nerd out. All right. Right. Um, so most recently, the most recent development, I'm, I'm probably missing something. But so you got the Panthers. They are moving mm-hmm. Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah. To That's Denver. For a six-round pick. For a six-round pick. So now Denver has Drew Locke, Teddy Bridgewater. The Broncos don't want anybody thinking uh, that they are out of the quarterback market with the ninth pick in the draft. But Bridgewater for a six is pretty solid. That's a pretty solid pickup. He was obviously on the outs in Carolina uh, after what, one year there. He was the big free agent pickup last year. They moved on to Sam Darnold. Um I like this for Denver, um, regardless of what they do or don't do at quarterback in the draft. I like Denver's social media account uh, for being Johnny on the spot. What I also like, though, when I say I'm on the 2022, here's what I mean. There's a lot of talk about Carolina, what Carolina may or may not still do at quarterback with the eighth overall pick in the draft. There's a lot of talk about whether the Panthers, despite trading for Sam Darnold, whether or not they'll still go quarterback at eight if Justin Fields were to fall or Mac Jones were to fall right. or something, or Trey Lance were to fall to eight. Trey Lance, who we'll be talking right. to later on in the show, by the way, ladies and gentlemen. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. What I think Carolina should do, A, we both love the Sam Darnold move. I, I still think he has a lot of potential, unrealized potential that he couldn't realize in New York. What I think Carolina should do is – See how it plays out with Sam Darnold. Trade back, and I have a team in mind to trade back with, which we'll get to in a second. Trade back and collect more picks. Trade back from eight. And Carolina, next year, if it doesn't work with Sam Darnold, next year, focus their attention on keeping Sam Howell in the state of North Carolina. Like Sam Howell has a potential to be this year, next year's Trevor Lawrence. Now, it's a long, the process is a long way to go in the process. Spencer Rattler will have something to say about that. Um, and, you know, who knows how, how he plays next year, what teams say about him Are you uh, seriously talking leading about up next to next year's draft? draft. I'm seriously talking about next year's draft because I think you Dude. have to think about it. I told you, hey, man, I'm not, I'm true to this. I ain't new to this. 
If that you're the Carolina okay. Panthers, you ask me if it's do not that doesn't flow worry about quarterback okay, year this year. Don't worry about quarterback this year. Keep Sam Howell All right. in the Tar Heel State next year. So, I said a lot right there. You want to talk about Denver? You want to talk about the Panthers? You want to move on? You tell me. Tell me what, what, what I'll turn the radio to so what you want me to turn. You want me to move on or you want to jump in there with something? Well, listen. Um, with the Panthers, <laughs> I'll talk about the Panthers, but not for next year. I don't want to talk about next year. I'll tell you that right now. I'm sorry. <laughs> Michael, Michael, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. I just, you'll, you'll appreciate this. When you said, listen, you didn't sniff. When you said, listen, I thought a joke was coming. And then I had black thought in my head. I feel it coming on. <laughs> I felt something. I knew something. I knew a shot was coming from you. All right. So you don't want to no, talk about no next shot. year, man. Okay, that's too much for you. That's too much for you. Okay, that's too much. There's for no you. shot. No problem. No problem. No, we didn't. We, I, I still want to get. You can't talk about next Christmas until this Christmas comes. Hey, next Christmas, I'm gonna get that new iPhone. Well, like, wait a minute. Uh, wait, wait. It's tomorrow. Christmas is tomorrow. <laughs> I want to talk about it uh, a year from now. All works together. But I'll do this. I'll do this. Um, I think the Panthers are interesting because they trade Teddy Bridgewater and they get uh, they t- trade Teddy Bridgewater to Denver. And I would think if Denver is trading with Carolina one spot ahead of them, you think Denver would try to be, you know, be trying to get in front of Carolina. So Denver, they got their quarterback. I'm not sure Carolina does. I know Sam Darnold, that was a good pick. That was a good pickup. They didn't give up a ton. Yep. For Sam Darnold. And they're going to be in, in good position. If a quarterback comes their way, I think they're making that trade. I, 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 excuse me. When a quarterback comes their way, I think they're going to draft a quarterback. Carolina. There, there's, there's, okay, there's so no David question. Tepper, they, they, he yep. wants a franchise quarterback. They didn't give up the farm for Sam Darnold. But I don't think you trade for Sam Darnold just to draft a quarterback in the same year. Like, like you could have kept those assets. Like, there's something about Sam Darnold that they liked enough, his potential, his upside, to take him off the Jets' hands. Why would you go pick a quarterback at the eighth pick if you just traded for Sam Darnold? That makes no sense Because Which is why I'm looking ahead to next year for Carolina. You can't look ahead to next year. Like, look, uh, okay, so how about this? To answer your question, why would you trade for Sam Darnold then start thinking about next year? Why would you give up assets after you see what for Sam? No, after you see what Sam Darnold has. I'm saying I'm saying you traded for Sam Darnold. He's the guy this year. If he ain't got it, there's another Sam in your backyard that you right. can make a move to get in next year's draft. Yeah, That's what I'm saying. There might be a there might be a Trey or a Justin coming your way, and but that leads me to this point. I, Carolina is kind of like my platform for what I want to say on this one. Okay. And it, it goes three back draft picks, to, by the way, they gave up for Sam Darnold. Just just so you know, and, and, like a six yeah, rounder in 2021 and a second rounder, a second rounder and a fourth in 2022. So they gave up a second round pick, not this year's draft. They gave up a second round pick to get Sam Darnold. That's not a guy you turn around and say, hey, now we're going to use our first round pick on a quarterback. I think we just gave up a second round depends, pick to get you when you haven't played a down. It depends pick. on who's there. It depends on who's there. Uh, so the six All round right. pick and the fourth round pick. I'm not. I'm not losing sleep over that. Second rounder is significant. It's like this is this is one of those. The Jets probably, uh, you know, the Jets probably asked for another pick just to make it look good. It's still. I mean, they lost a trade. It looks bad. It's a bad trade for the Jets. 
They got a six-round pick. Okay, you got a six-round pick. So what? You got a fourth-round pick for your, a guy you took number three overall. So what? Second-round pick, decent. They essentially got a second-round pick. All right, big deal. Uh, in Carolina, not bad, it's worth that they drafted another quarterback. Yeah, but you know, hey, hey, Mike, the Jets, and I, I don't want to spend my time talking about the Jets that, that much, but I want to say that this is incredible what the Jets have done in, in the last 10 years. This is their third franchise quarterback in the last 10 years or 12 years, right? Sanchez, I don't know what year Sanchez was, 09, right? 08, 09? Sounds about right. Yeah, Mark Sanchez, he was a top 10 pick. You got Sam Darnold, a top 10 pick. And you're about to get Zach, uh, Zach Wilson, another both top, top pick. Both top five picks, I believe. Both top, in, all, all in three will be top years. five. Because Sanchez was fifth. Darnold was third. But you can't trade Darnold and expect to get more because you took him third. You know. But go ahead. But what, you wanna, what was your macro point you wanted to make? You on your third franchise quarterback in a dozen years. That's terrible. Um, you know, it was really funny. I have my notebook here. And I, found, I was like, what is this? Who tore this up? That was, that was uh, Bucky. Remember that? That was Bucky Brooks. From the other day. Anyway, uh, what I was telling you about Bucky, the Bucky Brooks point. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Lamar Jackson. Yep. But my larger point is, I go back to 2000, I think it was 2006. I remember this vividly. You called me. I was living in the south end of Boston. You called me on mm-hmm. a draft morning. You said, do you want to know the top 10 picks of the draft? I said, oh, my God. Yeah, let's hear him. And you went through the top 10, and one of the surprises was, I think it was 06, well, we can figure it out very quickly. It was a Dante Whitner draft. So you said Buffalo's mm-hmm. going to take Dante Whitner in the top 10. I was like, God, well, are you kidding me? I love Ohio State, but ain't no way you're going to take Dante Whitner in the top 10. You're like, watch. So there are a couple of surprises there. And then, sure enough, I'm looking, and Dante Whitner is selected. So every draft, there's that guy. There's a Dante Whitner. There's a Ted Ginn. Uh, there's a Darius Hayward Bay. Uh, there's a uh, Daniel Jones. There's always a surprise in that first round that nobody really sees coming either it's not a system. You don't think it's a system fit for the team, or you just haven't heard that name uh, in the top 10 or the top 15. And so when I go back to Carolina and I say, Carolina will take a quarterback, everybody's saying, well, why would you trade for Sam Darnold then get a quarterback? Well, because these things happen. Not everybody. I actually think I'm in the minority on that, Michael. I think think most people look at it the way you do, that they're not set at the position. Right. That if a Fields or a Lance is is there... They wouldn't be surprised. They wouldn't be people would not be surprised if the Panthers took a quarterback. I don't think people would be surprised. You know a surprise is coming, and I'm just and I'm just trying to figure it out, Mike. I'm trying to figure out. Say, okay, what player do I like that nobody has mentioned in the top fifteen? That's going to be in the top fifteen, like that. You know that guy is going to be there, and I'm just trying to figure out who it is. It happens every year. Every year, is somebody there? Who we haven't called. And I guess that's the fun part of draft week two is that we go through all these mock drafts. And I got to admit, I'm mock draft out. I've had enough. I had enough mock drafts. Now it's time. Now I want to get real now. I love mock drafts. 
But here I am on Wednesday on Christmas Eve. I want to I don't want to I don't want to mock on Christmas Eve. I want the real thing. But you know, the the part of the fun of the mock draft is that even when people do a great job, they brag about getting 10. 9 or 10 right out of 32 in the first round. So there're going to be a lot of names in there that just haven't been discussed. Do you see anybody kind of sneaking into the top 10 or top 15 that you haven't seen mocked in the top 10 or 15? I'm not going to answer that question. I'm actually going to save it for tomorrow because what I was going to say to you is I look forward to seeing how much fun you have with your mock because coming mean? tomorrow, ladies and gentlemen, the Michaels did I just get, are going did a to mock just the no first comment? round. I, no, I'm just saying I'm going to save it. I'm like, let's see. Let's see what I, I reveal what's your my draft. mock draft. I, I'm going to tell you tomorrow. I, I, I want to know. You say you're mocked out. You do have homework. You got to have a mock for tomorrow. And we're going to mock what teams should do. I'm not an insider anymore. Neither of us are insiders. So we're not going to try to predict the way it's going to go. To your point about, yeah. you know, the accuracy rate being pretty low. We're going to go with what teams should do. So, as you can tell, I tell you what, I'm, I'm going to right say now. that the, the, the Panthers shouldn't take a, a quarterback. Yeah, confess, confess real quick because right I want to give you a couple more things. Yeah, go ahead. All right. Here's my quick confession. I don't know if you read Mike Florio today. You know, uh, <clears throat> pro football talk, one and only mock draft. Florio says, mm-hmm. look, I don't care. And I ain't even do it. I'm just going to tell you right now. I didn't do it. He said, I had, I had a scout. Right. It's just, I had just, a scout. It's just on the site. <laughs> who's not even employed, did it for me. So if I get it right, yeah. I get, you know, it, yeah. it's really, a, it's the scout who got it. If I got it wrong, I'll get blamed for it anyway. So I don't care. So I'm telling you, yeah. I'm having my kids so you, do mine. You go get Dimitrov to my do kids yours? Go do it. Oh, your kids. Oh, I'm, okay. Well, at least it's the kids as opposed to the pugs. Kids. You know, um, so I thought, I thought you might have the dogs do it. Um, so a couple other uh, nuggets here. Uh, we talked a lot about the Panthers and the Broncos trade. Um, Saints, according to our boy Charles Robinson, uh, Saints may move up to get Caleb Farley. Um, mm-hmm. Another sexy, well, the, nine, the, four, the Falcons have a for sale sign on the fourth overall pick. Uh, continues to be a lot of, of articles, speculation, ink, even though it's on the internet, ink being used to talk about the Patriots potentially moving into the top ten to get a quarterback, and that quarterback being Justin Fields. Um, what else? What else? What else? So we said Bridgewater, Patriots top 10, Caleb Farley. Oh, the Lions, Michael. Uh, speaking of that, for sale sign on the fourth pick, the Lions apparently uh, pursued a trade with the Falcons to go up and get Jamar Chase. Um, again, that's that what could have been. There's some talk about Rashad Bateman being a target for the Packers, so that could be that long-awaited first-round wide receiver for Aaron Rodgers you've been waiting for. And the wrong uh, one. Another report. The wrong one. Anyway. Rashad Bateman's dope. Rashad Bateman is dope. Uh, I'll let that opt no, out. He's not the, um, but I, I, no, I'm not saying I'm not saying he's not good. He's good. I got. Uh, he, he doesn't make my top five wide receivers. He doesn't make my top five. Doesn't mean he won't. He won't be, though. You know what I mean? He could still be he well, still Packers, being the best one for all we know. Well, but, you know, I, I'll, we'll wait till my mock draft. I'll tell you what the Packers, if the Packers are thinking wide receiver, I got a guy for him who Aaron Rodgers is much go. better. 
The football team has uh, reportedly uh, looked into a potential trade-up, though not for a QB. Uh, and last but certainly not least, and it, this, this is, again, I'm not covering everything. It's just the stuff that, uh, that we noticed and that we were able to kind of aggregate here. Last but not least, Michael, I know you were losing sleep over this last night. I know you were losing sleep. I know this has really been on your heart and vexing your spirit. But the 49ers have reached a consensus on the number three pick. Uh, And it is Mac Jones. Schefter says that as of last weekend, they didn't know who they were going to pick. But they have reached a consensus, and it's Mac Jones. Uh, To everybody's relief, to no one's surprise. It's who we, th- it's who we thought it was going to be on the Well, but see, here's the thing, Mike. All right. I, 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 I hear the sarcasm. Here's the thing. If this is who they traded up for initially, this is who Kyle Shanahan had his mind and his heart set on. And as of last weekend, they didn't know that they were going to take Mac Jones. They still weren't sure. That's a great thing as far as I'm concerned. Because that means that they were actually dotting their I's, crossing their T's, and being open-minded about this process. And if they ended up back on Mac Jones, then that's fine. That's great. That's not who I would pick for him. But I think that says a lot about this organization if they didn't know who they were going to pick as of last week because it shows that it wasn't just Kyle Shanahan, I'm picking Mac Jones, and, I don't, and, and scouts, John Lynch, I don't care what y'all got to say. I'm picking Mac Jones. If they legitimately, as an organization, didn't know as of last weekend, then I would commend them for being thorough. And the last thing I'll say before I pass it to you before we go to break is, look, man, there are things that I do every day, things that you do every day, things that our wives do every day that we don't necessarily want to do. But for the sake of the partnership, we roll with it. And we, we learn to like it, okay? We learn to like it. We, we, we're good with it. We're in this together. Adam Peters and John Lynch may prefer Justin Fields or Trey Lance, but it doesn't mean they don't like Mac Jones. So they could all get on the same page. I, don't, I just don't see this as – the words you didn't use yesterday, Michael, was dysfunctional. And, if, and, and I know you don't like Kyle Shanahan. You don't, you don't think he's qualified for the job he has. But I don't think it's dysfunctional the way you seem to think it is. All right, listen, man, I got to tell you this, simple. I'm going to make it simple. I know we got Doc Johnson here. I'm going to make it quick. You ever spend something, you ever, uh, you ever overspend on something, and then you look at, uh, in retrospect, you say, I didn't have to spend all that. Like, no. I, I don't know if you've ever been, you know, like, getting a house. Getting a house. You're like, oh, man, you're bidding against yourself. For Ain't, ain't no way, man. Actually, I, actually, I, no, Michael. Actually, no, no. No way. I, I don't look at it like that. Right to him. I don't look at it like that. Right to him. If I want it, okay. If I want it and at twelve, what? nah. If I want it, I don't care what I pay for it. And you get what well, you pay for. Well, that's wrong. In my mind. Well, you know what? You know what? It's worked out for you. Which is why I don't manage the it's, money it's in my too, household. It's too right. <laughs> and here's it's too bad. You know what's too bad? I feel. I'm gonna tell you who I feel for. I'm not. Even, I'm not even playing with you. I tell you who I feel for right now. Mac Jones. The next general manager of the San Francisco 49ers, oh. who's not going to have first round picks 
because they screwed this pick up. They screwed it up. I can't believe they went up to number three. I knew Mac Jones was going to go in the top five. I knew somebody would do it. This yeah. team did. I can't believe they went up for Mac Jones. Waste. Wasteful. It's a bad pick already. Jeez. I'm serious. Okay. All right. Already. That's ridiculous. Already. And that ain't even but a okay. hot take. Okay. That's not, that, that, Mike, it's that's actually, not even hot. No, it's not. It's, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Okay. It's ridiculous. How can okay. you say that? Like, I'm offended because on behalf I got of Mac Jones and his family. How can you say that? Vision. How do you know that? You don't. How do you know that? What if he is I Matt Ryan? I got vision and you don't. Matt Ryan went third overall. What if he is I Matt Ryan? I see things. What if he is Tom Brady? What if he? What if he's I that good? De- I see dead people. About, he, he ain't that good. We don't know. We don't know any. We don't know any of these people. You don't. We don't know if any Stop of these people we. are good or not. You, you don't. No. So you just know Mac I Jones know. is going to be a bust. You just just go ahead and I say don't. it. Mac I Jones is going to be a bust. Go ahead and say it. He's going to be a say bad it. pick. He's say a bad it. pick for San Francisco. He's a bad pick for them. Does that mean he's a bust? No, okay. but you tra- you do all that, he's got to be great. He's got to be great. Ooh, they screwed this whole thing up. They screwed okay. it up. Man, this is – Speaking they, of – They have not maximized their resources. They screwed it up with Mac Jones. Geez, they screwed so it up. They're going to give away. They don't, they're not going to be able to maximize Jimmy Garoppolo, who they don't want. So can they're going to wind up with like a fourth-round pick. Can we let's 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 come back to this momentarily? Actually, let's come back to this with our guests, our regular Wednesday guests on the other side of this break. Jason Johnson, speaking of screwing it up, Michael, what we haven't talked about this week, Monday or Tuesday, we did not talk about the finale of the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, because as we both know, Jason Johnson did his very best to screw up our viewing experience with the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. We'll get into that plus the 49ers. Uh, on the other side of the break with Jason Johnson. Man, that future GM, I feel bad for him. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash.
Man, we can't wait to talk to you. <laughs> you mentioned the writing a few times. Do you not like Malcolm Spellman's work? I, I, I'm going to say that there are weaknesses in the writing of this particular show. More often than not, when these shows attempt to write these sort of more realistic takes on race and everything else like that, like I said, I told you, I don't think it's creative enough. I don't think it's innovative enough. I'm not letting you ruin this show for me. I'm just not. And yet I failed. Michael, I don't know about you. I couldn't watch episode five or six without Jason's voice in my head. It was like I was at, I already told you know, like he was next yes. to me talking throughout the show. That was it my experience. <laughs> no, man. You know. But you were kind of right, I can, though. I can, I can. Episode six was a little flat, Jason. It was a little flat, episode six, to be honest with you. I was a little disappointed. It was. It was. Yeah. It was a little flat. And look. People make poor choices, whether that's Kyle Shanahan, who I've always thought was horrendously overrated and a failure. Oh, uh, God, speak it! Hey, or some of the writers. This is a who word! so much smarter, who thinks he's so much smarter than everybody else that he wants to pick Mac Jones. And I have no problem with Malcolm Spellman. I'm sure I will meet him one day. I appreciate what they were trying to do. But sometimes people overthink the subject because they want to be so deep and meaningful rather than just mm. putting together quality content. How you can have a six-issue series where you never mention the word racism escapes me. How you can have a six-issue series where you talk about all these issues of race and culture, right? And yet at the end, the solution is putting on the very flag that has oppressed your people and giving some gobbledygook speech at the end? No, this wasn't impressive. It wasn't a great job, and I can't stand the costume. I just, y'all, I struggle through it. I'm proud, Anthony. Wait, wait, okay. Wait, let me ask you about the costume, and and I definitely won't get to the nine. We we definitely want to get to the Niners with you, not because Michael and I (laughs) just do not see eye to eye on this, but I'm fascinated by your perspective watching it through the lens of a Seahawks fan who's sitting back looking at Jamal Adams in his first round pick. So you're good on the first round. You get to watch it from a fan's perspective. But but so (laughs) but 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 the costume in the Michael, do you know the answer to this in the comics? So Falcon does take up the shield, but does he keep yes. the wings? Because I found myself saying, pick one, like wings or shield. Just pick one. That's, that's what bothered me. Yeah, yeah. This this whole sort of like two-faced thing where one half is a human, one half is, it doesn't look good. Either be Captain America or be the Falcon. You can't be both, right? And so he does actually like do goggles, this. Like, nah. The, the goggles look terrible. It looks like he's wearing one of them helmets that you give the kids when their heads ain't formed right. Like, it's just nothing about it works, right? <laughs> and then it works. It just doesn't make it from a standpoint of, like, so you're so fly. inappropriate. <laughs> you are so inappropriate. <laughs> like, you just, you are, like, come on, man. It's like, true. you can't. True. I mean, there's different purposes. Guilty for laughing at you. Okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. What were you saying? value of having wings and then a shield, right? Remember, if you remember, when the Falcon first started in the MCU, he had guns, right? He had guns that would pop mm-hmm. out, and that that's what happened in the first movie. So you don't give up, like, two automatic weapons so you can throw a shield back and forth in the air? It makes absolutely no sense. It's impractical. It looks silly. His speech at the end wasn't great. And the end of the story is what? John Walker gets off scot-free? And, and, you know, so John Walker yeah. walks away scot-free, having having 
the, the two main black and brown people in the show have been killed, right? Carly Morgenthau gets killed. Lamar ends up getting killed. And so it literally, in a show that was supposedly breaking all these barriers, you fall into the same tropes of, you know, killing, you know, killing the hero and killing the black guy to motivate the white hero. It, it, this was not progress. I get it was entertaining, but it was not progress. And the fact that we're going to get a whole Captain America movie does not make me enthusiastic at this point. Well, that, that, that leads, that leads yeah. right into my uh, next question for you, Jason. You know, we see all these movies coming out. I think it's what? Is it 14? 14 more uh, MCU yeah. movies, uh, including, you know, Doctor Strange, which I'm really excited about that one. But um, Multiverse of Man is going to be great. Do you think um, there's a, is there a tipping point? Is it, does it get to the point where you say, okay, it's too much. Maybe they need to scale it back in the name of having less quantity, but more quality. Just overall. We are saying... We are saying this in the context of an NFL season that's about to go 17 games, right? <laughs> Without a second bye week. There is no such thing as too much content if people, as long as people are going to buy it. As long as people want to go see these Marvel movies, they're going to keep making Marvel movies. As long as they Those keep are two making Marvel movies. I mean, <laughs> Those are two but, different conversations, though. I get that. But, but how good but is I, it? I, how, I mean... I don't think so far we haven't had, there has not been a Marvel film, in my view, here we are, was it, last week was like the two-year anniversary of Endgame coming out, the two-year anniversary of, of, of Infinity War. So far, there hasn't been a clunk. There's not been a movie that was like no. terrible, and therefore people are like, yo, we got to back up. I didn't love the first Thor, Dark World. Thor, Dark World. I, enjoyed, it wasn't I, like, bad. Thor. I like Thor. It wasn't oh, bad. my goodness. Exactly. Well, I like, Thor. like, relative to the rest of them, it's like something's got to be last. It wasn't bad. It's it wasn't probably, no, that's probably last. It, it wasn't, agree wasn't that's the last place? Is that last place? I, I, I didn't. I really didn't sure. like the first. Something's got to be. I didn't okay. like the first. Ant-Man. First Ant-Man? I actually okay. thought, yeah, yeah. Okay. I thought I thought it was pretty mediocre. But but no, I don't think they're gonna have problems. Plus, here's the thing: I don't think all these movies are gonna get made. Like this is this is the the, the slate. I think they're gonna start moving towards streaming. We're gonna have more Blade on streaming. The secret, you know, secret invasion is gonna end up being on streaming. So they're doing pretty well right now. I think the issue is going to be if and when they decide they want to make the next Avengers film. Who do you put together? Because you got a real B team right now. Like almost all the old Avengers have yeah. aged out. They don't want to do it anymore. We got Captain America or die. Four guys with hammers, yeah. shields. I, I don't know. Like I, I'm, I'm curious to see who yeah. this new team is going to look like. If Captain Marvel's a leader, maybe it'll work. Yeah, my, my biggest disappointment just to just Falcon and Winter Soldier. You shouldn't be able to predict who the power broker is after one episode and be right. Like, the fact that my 14-year-old daughter was like, it's Sharon Carter. I'm like, I could see why you would say that, but no way they make it that easy to figure out. And for it to be that predictable, literally that predictable, it's like, damn it, that was very disappointing. You know what? Before we move on to the 49ers, I wanted to ask both of y'all this. Today is, uh, I believe, I know it was a thing, today's National Superhero Day. I saw that trending yes. on Twitter. Um, yes. Yeah, so uh, who is your who is y'all favorite comic book superhero? My favorite comic book superhero has probably always been Spider-Man. The favorite superhero, if I could have their powers, would be The Flash. That's, okay. that's my two. How about you, Alan? Yeah. Michael, what you got? Oh, easy, easy. Uh, look, man, I have wanted to work in newspapers since I was like <laughs> nine or ten years old. I thought I'd spend my entire 
life working in newspapers. So Clark Kent, a newspaper man who was also a superhero that, you know, listen, that was my guy. Always, always Superman. Love Superman. Love his backstory, everything. Well, okay, so powers too. I like I like Jason. Jason gave us the bonus answer. So powers too. That you, you want Superman's powers too, Michael? No, you know what? But I appreciate so on the powers thing. I always appreciate the guys who don't who don't who have to do something to create it. In other words, and you don't so have some magical powers. So whether it's Iron Man or Batman, where you're just doing <sighs> something you. based on your own ingenuity. That's, those are, those are my two favorites. Those are my two favorites. Because clearly I got plenty in common with, you know, the genius billionaire playboy philanthropist that is Tony Stark. But those are my two favorites because they didn't come from another, they didn't come from another planet. They didn't luck up, you know, and, 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 and be born a god. They decided to take their money and do good with it. Take their privilege and use it for good. Like Batman is literally holding his own next to Wonder Woman and Superman can kill the entire Justice League if necessary, strictly based <laughs> off of his, his ability as a ninja, a learner from the League of Shadows, and his toys. Like, that's saying something. Right. So my, my favorite two are Batman that's and Iron incredible. Man. Powers, powers wise, though, was, what, you got a different, what you got? I'm just You're saying, Batman? Batman and Iron Man are two rich white guys working out their family issues because it was easier and more right. exciting than there. Like, that's, that's hey, literally hey, what they're hey, doing. But they, but hey. they ain't have to do that. How many rich white dudes are sitting on their ass? They ain't had to do what they, they ain't got to do what they're doing. <laughs> I mean, they're actually doing something with it, you know? And y'all, like, I could do a whole week of shows on my own family issues. So I identify with this. <laughs> powers wise, that's Fair. tough. I'm going to just answer the powers question this way, Jason. Powers question, I'm going to say it. When, remember Marvel versus Capcom on Marvel superheroes oh, yeah. in the arcade? My game. I used I used to do some serious work with Wolverine. Wolverine is is probably my favorite in terms of his powers, uh, just just his healing powers and adamantium. I'm gonna go with Wolverine. All right, um, pivot hard hard pivot back to the 49ers. So I, I'll ask the question this way: um, As a Seahawks fan, I guess I know the mm-hmm. answer. Are you rooting for them to take Mac Jones? Is he the quarterback you most want the 49ers to take? Mac Jones! I want them to pick Mac Jones. I want them to pick Mac Jones. Because he'll fail miserably. He'll fail miserably. And the 49ers will oh upon themselves. And the myth of, shot of Kyle Shanahan, the offensive genius, will finally be destroyed once and for all. I want them. Now they all want me. Now they want I want them to pick Mac Jones. I don't want them to get Justin Fields or Trey Lance because I think those guys might actually be good. Matt Jones looks like a, a an old-fashioned throwback 1998 quarterback, which will not exist in a conference as tough as the NFC West. So please pick Matt Jones and, and have Jimmy Garoppolo shipped off All the right. Patriots or whatever place he's going to go to so he can go model instead of actually playing football on a regular basis. And the 49ers <laughs> will collapse upon themselves like the overrated star that they've okay. always been. I, I have to ask. I have to ask both of you a question because I need to. I need to. We need to unpack this. Speaking of therapy, we need to unpack this. All right. Jason hates every other team in the NFC West, so I'm never counting on you to give anybody credit or to say anything nice about the Niners, Cardinals, uh, or the Rams. That's never going to happen. Okay, that's number one. Both of you 
seem to be confusing the fact that Kyle Shanahan has a famous surname and is a head coach. I don't know that anybody's called Kyle Shanahan a genius. Nobody said he's an offensive genius or a guru. He may have an offensive background. He may be an offensive. He may have been an offensive coordinator, but he's not. He doesn't have Andy Reid's reputation or anything so no, like no, that. Nobody Plus calls like him a quarterback. Kyle Shanahan love. Nobody calls him a quarterback whisperer. You haven't heard that? Nope. Nobody. Hey, I you, listen. Nobody. I listen to. Okay, him. listen. If I Google right now, <laughs> because who, who exactly Google, is he whisper, who, actually, who exactly is he whispered to? Who is he whispered if, to successfully? If, if we go Kyle, if we go Kyle Shanahan quarterbacks. You're going to have a lot of stuff coming up. He gets credit for Matt Ryan's MVP season. Yeah. He gets credit yeah. for Kirk Cousins in Washington. Uh, you know, he worked with Matt Schaub. Had, you know, had some success with Matt Schaub. Uh, you know, like, uh, uh, with, come on. Like, I've he? heard Kyle Shanahan's name several times with quarterbacks. Yes. John Lynch yes. just referenced it the other day. So, of course, John Lynch referenced it the other day. Kyle Shanahan is not considered is a not quarterback a new... whisperer just because he coaches but, the position. Like, let's not overstate this. There's a difference, though, between quarterback whisperer and offensive genius. Remember, any white coach in the last 10 years under the age of 45 who's put together three winning records is called an offensive genius, right? No one ever calls Eric Bieniemy an offensive sure. genius. But, but they're all called offensive geniuses. We, we know the yep. sort of racial context in which they're described. But Kyle Shanahan has gotten sure. that a lot. I always thought that he had a reputation to extend it beyond what his actual record is. And right now, I think he's, he's, he's getting high on his own supply. He thinks he can turn Matt Jones into the next, I guess, Jimmy Garoppolo. I think that will be a mistake. We are in a league. You're in a, you're in a division with great defensive players, even though I think Seattle's defense has been a bit mediocre, and I don't know if I think Ken Norton Jr. was a good idea to keep him, they're going to have a better defensive line. And if you have an immobile quarterback, which is what you have with Jimmy Garoppolo and what you would have with Matt Jones, they're going to be in trouble. I don't think he's that smart, and I, I think don't, lots listen. of people think Kyle Shanahan is smart. See, I, okay, see, I guess, again, I think you guys are respectfully projecting, just to be clear, I'm not sitting up here trying to, to trying to support or, or, or defend Kyle Shanahan. Of course, his record belies his reputation, but I don't think his reputation. Right. It, I don't think. I don't think. I don't think he's overrated. I think most people see him for what he is at this point. There are some people who like him, but I don't. And mostly in mainstream media, but I think most fans, even Niners fans, don't buy into the whole Kyle Shanahan hype. And, and okay. you ain't got to tell watch, the watch the people in the, the sport to watch the football team. What the deal is with Kyle Shanahan? I'm trying. To, I'm just trying to figure out who y'all think is out here hyping up Kyle Shanahan. Okay, well, okay. Like who who are we actually people, reeling against? Hey, listen, Mike. If most people see him for what he is, then this his job should be on the line this year. Right. Right. He'll be on the hot seat. He yeah. should be on the hot seat right now. If most people saw him for what he, what for what he, for what he is, he wouldn't be in this opportunity. He wouldn't have this opportunity to be asking for another quarterback. I mean, this is the guy. Who did who did draft like C.J. Beathard? This is a guy who brought in yeah. uh, who had Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't know if he was fighting for Garoppolo for that was Lynch, but they're partners, so I'm going to say it was him. Right. Brought in Garoppolo. Now he now he wants well, nothing to thing. do with Garoppolo. He wants nothing to do with Garoppolo. Right. And now we're on to his 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 other quarterback and Mac Jones, who he gave up two draft picks for. Yeah. Right. And, and I so don't go so far that, as to say. I would say both of them. I would say Sean McVay and Kyle Shanahan are the same. Are the same dude? Are the same dude in the same division? They got way too much credit, 
too soon. Remember, they were now, hiring people who had lunch with, 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 with No, no, uh, I disagree. McVay's good. McVay can coach. I, I don't think coach? McVay is significantly better than Kyle Shanahan. They both, they both, really they, both they both went to one Super Bowl and lost it. So hey, there's exactly. that. But look, hey, hey, look at the record. Oh, I go with the record. Look at the record. Look at McVay's record versus Shanahan's record. Ain't no comparison. Yeah, yeah. McVay has McVay has a better record, and McVay has a winning record against Shanahan, right? McVay has a winning record against Pete Carroll. He pretty much has a, I mean, sorry, Shanahan has a winning record against McVay. It's sort of this A plus B equals C situation. But I don't think any of these guys have demonstrated that they can put together consistent winning rosters. They just don't. They underachieve. Now, look, I, I, I think, like I said, I think that, that what you got with Kyle Shanahan right now is a guy who really thinks his system is, is a winner regardless of who his quarterback happens to be, but it's going to fail. Mm-hmm. It's really, really going to fail. I think next year so, it's going to be a race between Stafford and the Seahawks. So, so here's my issue. Oh, you actually kind of said something nice about the Rams just now. That was interesting. Uh, here, here, here's my here's my one issue. Not, this is I have, I'm in the position of 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 coming off like I'm disagreeing with y'all about Mike about Kyle Shanahan. This is the one thing I do take exception with that both of you guys are saying, and maybe this is exactly what you're saying. Do you think Mac Jones? Do both of you think Mac Jones? is going to be a draft bust because of where he's going. Because if, if, if the Patriots took Mac Jones, I don't think y'all would be trashing Mac Jones like that. Like, and that's why uh, an immobile quarterback just won the Super Bowl. I know he's the greatest of all time. Yeah. But if, but if Mac Jones has the mobility to move around the pocket effectively, maybe if Mac Jones is Matt Ryan, Matt Ryan's good. If he's the next Matt Ryan, right, that's right. a good quarterback. He may not be the new wave of quarterbacks, but that's a damn good quarterback. So is your issue with Mac Jones or the coach that will be drafting Mac Jones? They're two separate. For me, it's two separate issues. I don't know about you, Doc. What uh, I do have an issue with Kyle Shanahan, and I do have an issue with Mac Jones being drafted in the top five. I'm not surprised that it happened because, ooh, pat myself on the back. If you go back and look at a feed, like a month and a half ago, before anybody was talking about Mac Jones in the top five, I had a feed item that says, Mac Jones will be drafted in the top five. So I'm not surprised. But I don't think he should be. I think he is, I think he's just the guy who had some incredible, incredible help around him. So why'd you think he was going to the, the top two five? best wide receivers? Why'd you think if he was just the guy, why'd you think he was going to the top because five? Because I knew what did somebody would you hear? Yeah, yeah. I, yes. Because I knew somebody would fall for so, that. So, 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 so clearly you weren't the only person that thought that he was top five worthy. I think there's something I here with this I said somebody. I, I didn't right. say a bunch so, of I people. don't see him as I just a guy. I somebody's going to fall for it. I don't see him as well, just a guy. If you, if you uh, think, why is he just a guy? Because he played at Alabama with talent around him? Like, that's, that's, the, that's the objective is to put talent around your quarterback. I don't think he, I, Mike, I don't think he does anything special. I don't think he's no, special. No. There's, 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 there's no it factor to him. And here's the thing. It's like, it's like Bitcoin, guys. Like, the moment that some famous person says, I'm into Bitcoin, suddenly it blows up, whether or not it makes sense and anybody else has ever paid any attention to it. The moment you started hearing Kyle Shanahan, because all of this is about perception. The moment people start hearing, ooh, Kyle Shanahan, he's the quarterback guru. He did, he did this with, with, um, with Ryan and everything else like that. The moment the 49ers put their eye on Matt Jones, it raised his draft stock amongst everybody else because people assume if the 49ers like him, he must be great. All of this, this is why I don't, honestly, guys, this is why I usually don't watch the draft because so much of this is built on this old-fashioned 
hokey notions of what a quarterback is and how a quarterback is supposed to look. And most of our winning quarterbacks in these last several years, whether you're talking about uh, uh, Wilson or Brady or anything else, like the guys who win ain't the ones who everybody seems to think are going to win from jump. It's these guys they find in the second rounds, these guys who find later on who end up breaking it's, through and it's, being something impressive. It's those, no, that's that, that, no, the guys that are later. The Brady's and the Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson in the third round. Tom Brady in the sixth round. Tony Romo undrafted. Those, those are rarer than you think. That's not the norm. That if, it, if, if, if everybody could find quarterbacks later in the draft, second round pick, first pick of the second round, if I'm not mistaken, but second round pick. If there is, if, if it was, if it were easier to find a quarterback later, more teams would wait to find a quarterback. Absolutely. And the statistics are alarming when you think about the number. I think it's what, 09 to 16, none of the first-round quarterbacks are with the same team. From 09 to 18, I believe Baker Mayfield's only top five quarterback that's still with the team. And then Sports Illustrated put out another graphic about, uh, you know, the the last 30 first-round quarterbacks. It is literally hit or miss. But that's with every position. Quarterback just gets more attention. And for the record, the Mac Jones hype did not start when the 49ers traded up to number three. The Mac Jones hype started postseason. It started after the national championship game, and it started at the Senior Bowl. Because the team that was supposed to go, this is the one I was talking about with Sports Illustrated. Uh, 30 quarterbacks drafted in the top five from 1990 to 2015. Two won Super Bowls as starters. Three earned first-team All-Pro honors. It has a 507 winning percentage as starters. You know what that tells me? What? Go ahead. What does it tell you? Say what it tells you. Then I'm going to say, and then I have a, an observation. Go ahead. What does it tell you? It tells me quarterbacks are a part of the team like everybody else. It may be the most important right. position, but but miss me on winning percentage for a starting quarterback because if they drafted oh. in the top five, that means they more than likely went to a bad team and they just were unsuccessful half the time in turning them around. I believe that the most the, the most deciding factor on the success of a quarterback is not the quarterback's DNA, but his destination on draft day. I believe that. I believe few quarterbacks have the ability to turn around a franchise or succeed regardless of where they go. That's very few quarterbacks. Most of them are products of their environment versus their products, their okay. environment being products of them. Most but, of them. Well, but then my observation is you're not really arguing with Doc Johnson because he, he, what, he, what he just said is the guys, that who are, the guys who are talked about as these franchise saviors Aren't necessarily franchise saviors, and that's that graphic backs no, it up. That's not what Doc. That's not what Doc said. Doc, you said I, that's, what, that's exactly what he said. said. Doc said that the guys who win are the guys who are found later, and I'm saying those guys are fewer and fewer and farther between than people realize. They're great stories, but your Brady's, your Russell Wilson's, your Romo's—that's not how teams find quarterbacks. Yes, they miss, but all the first-round pick, half the first-round picks miss anyway. Most of them miss anyway, right. regardless of position. But most of them, I, but also I think most of them end up being hyped up. And I mean, whether it, whether it's Daniel Jones or Eli, well, you know, Eli is sort of the outlier. But most of these guys don't end one. up being. It's a good example. Yeah, yeah they, they don't end up necessarily being that great. And what I also think is, look, you can, if you are that great a player, I do think certain players can overcome their circumstances, right? Not completely, right? Yeah. Jared Goff was a bust until he got a halfway competent coach, but Jeff Fisher ruins everybody except for Steve McNair. That was pretty much his career, right? But I do think yep. Yep. If you look at people like Kirk Cousins, you know, Kirk Cousins was, was decent all the way through. He wasn't ruined by the fact that Shanahan was a fairly mediocre coach, right? Matt Ryan didn't always have the best coach either early part of his career. You know, Russell Wilson still managed to achieve, even though you had, you know, Pete Carroll, who basically thought that we should be playing football like it's 1978. If you are that good, you can overcome mediocre coaching. 
The guys who can't overcome mediocre coaching are your Jimmy Garoppolo's, your Jared Goff's. Um, we'll see about, you know, we'll see about Kyler Murray right now because I think Cliff Kingsbury is terrible, and I don't know how good Kyler Murray is or if he can stay healthy because his body keeps getting run into. That's all I'm saying about these other guys. Everybody screaming and yelling about Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence is, I, I'm not impressed. First off, he looks he looks like Johnny Manziel with, like, hair from that 80s hair band winger, right? Like, I don't I don't necessarily think that he's going to transform anything. Looks like when Johnny he goes Manziel. How do you look like Johnny Manziel? What is he in the common with Johnny Manziel? He looks skinny like he's Johnny. Like he looks like six he's six inches taller than Johnny Manziel. Yeah, he's got size. He looks he's skinny. skinny. He's, he's six six. <laughs> My quarterback looking like they can run through a brick wall. That he's guy looks like he's insurance or giving me tickets outside the he's bar. Six, nah, six, he has, he has, 220. No, he's 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 slender. He's six six two twenty. It's slender. Exactly. Okay, so exactly. They, if he was in the Tour de France, I would be like, go for it. He don't look like a quarterback to me. I'm just saying. <laughs> said Trevor Lawrence don't look like a quarterback. Boy, I tell you. He don't no, look like a listen, I Michael Phelps, hey, maybe. That, if you, Michael Phelps cosplay, he's great. Tall, skinny, blonde hair, but like, did he look like he could throw the ball and yeah. take a hit time after time after time? I don't think so. If, if I'm the Niners, I'm, if I'm the Niners, I'm taking Fields or or or, uh, or uh, Trey Lance. I'm, Trey taking, Lance? I'm taking one yes. of those guys. I probably, yeah, yes. I, I probably would, would take Justin Fields if I'm the Niners uh, because of the production at, at Ohio State. If I'm if I'm gonna have a tiebreaker between those two guys, but. What's fun about this conversation, honestly, guys, is, and we were talking about this yesterday, Michael, this is the hard truth of the matter. For one reason or another, most of these guys ain't going to pan out. But it's just, you know, it's, nobody knows which one, and nobody wants to be the person. Because, for like, could end up being for Lawrence. But no will work out. I'm going to at least wait. And see. But it's true. Most of these guys. Mike, we missed. We missed about seventy-five percent of what you just said. Uh, let's do an audio was, yeah, test with you like, on the air. The, the Charlie Brown teacher was like, "Want, want Trevor Lawrence." <laughs> <So> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Try it one more time. I'm going to choose to interpret that as you agreeing with Say me. Something. That's how I'm going I'm to tell myself that you were agreeing with me the whole hey, time. <laughs> if, it, if it works, we'll keep talking. If it doesn't work, uh, we'll, we'll have to say goodbye to Doc Johnson and see him next week. So, Mike, give it a test. One, one, two, one, two. Was it mine? Was, did, did okay. My, my, my feed went out? Did yeah, my feed go out? Yeah, we can hear you. Mm-hmm. We got you. You sound oh, good. What did y'all? what did y'all say? I'm sorry, what did y'all say? What did I miss? No, we we're saying we didn't hear what you said. We couldn't hear you. Oh, you're probably better yeah. off for it. <laughs> probably, probably, probably better off for it. <laughs> probably wasn't anything particular, particularly profound anyway. Um, <laughs> I, I want to add this, yeah. I add this just, just in superhero awareness day. I want to make sure that we throw this in before, again, we go to this draft and I, I throw out how much I can't stand the Nets, still don't believe in them. Um, if you haven't had a chance to, <laughs> I strongly advise, you know, I'm going to put in some net slander. I'm going to put in some net slander. I'm going to put in my Anthony Davis slander. doesn't matter. Uh, strongly suggest taking a look at Invincible on Amazon Prime. I was a big fan of the comic. I read the entire series. I wasn't that okay. impressed with episode one, but by the end, it has some of the best voice acting, best animation action ever. I would strongly advise taking a look at Invincible. Good stuff. Quality stuff. 
right. All right. Invincible on Amazon Prime. That is on the watch list. Yes. Sweet. And and, and real quick, okay. Speaking of speaking of watch list, just real quick from you, uh, how did you feel about the uh, Oscar winning Two Distant Strangers? Dude, I didn't even see it. (laughs) I didn't see it. it. Yeah, I, I had not seen it. I saw like a promising young, but there's so many Oscar films, you know, it was, again, it's, it's this pandemic life, right? Before the pandemic, I could just go to the movies and figure it out. Now I got to figure out if it's on this platform, that platform, which aunt I'm, I'm using her, her code from, like, I, I haven't had a chance to catch as many of these movies as I have the best. Usually by now, I would have seen about three quarters of the Oscar films. I haven't seen most of them. It's just, it's just been hard to watch during the pandemic. I would love, I love, I love your minutes, take on it. Check it out. Yep. 30, yeah, 30 Check minutes. Te- I'd love to text see. The, uh, text the group chat what you think, think about it. Okay, okay. What was it? Let me write this. What was this? Okay. this was... Two Distant Strangers. Two Distant Strangers. That's okay, live that's action short film. Right. Two Distant Strangers, yeah. Gotcha. Yep, it's on okay, Netflix. So, I'll it, check that out. It's on Netflix. You yeah. see, uh, Kevin yeah. Durant and, 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 and Mike Conley were two of the 10 executive producers. They had a bunch of executive producers yeah. and they were involved. Yeah, wow. it took a village to to get it made apparently, but yeah, no, check it out and uh, shoot us a uh, shoot us your thoughts on on our on our popping group okay. chat. And by the way, uh, way to represent for Panthro, um, one of the best cartoon Black characters superhero. of all time, <laughs> Thundercats host. Look, hey, look, I'm, I'm I'm always there. I'm gonna make sure I watch Two Distant Strangers. I'm glad to see that Kevin Durant was involved in that. I don't know if he got that title from his relationship with Draymond, but, you know, we'll see if I end up <laughs> Oh, my God. Nice. Uh, like, tip your waitresses, ladies and gentlemen. He'll, he'll, he'll be here all week. Actually, not all week. He'll be, here, right. next, he'll be here next Wednesday. I'll be there hey, next Jason, Wednesday. Hey, Jason, we appreciate you, man. Hey, see you guys. Listen, let's, let's talk during the draft. We're going we're gonna to text during oh, the yeah. draft. You're going to be, be watching it. We can scout See what the Cardinals I, I, do. You know what I mean? You know, the Rams, they, got, they never have a first-round pick. for the. Yeah, from now till infinity, the Rams ain't got a first-round pick, so you got to worry about them. So just You're focus right. on the Cardinals and the 49ers. All right. All right. We'll talk to you later. See you guys. Peace. All right, brother. Thank you. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. 
That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. I could walk across the hall right now and ask Eric, but I'm quite sure that his, uh, can I can I make that guarantee right now on your show? Yes. Just we'll fill the vacuum up right now. Okay. His fifth year option will be picked up. <laughs> okay. Guarantee it. That, that was that's as good as the Jim Harbaugh guarantee in 1986. <laughs> <laughs> Another time, Bo chewed him out. I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> you know, back in the day. So there's nothing to the fact that this hasn't happened to this point in time. Nothing. There's nothing to the fact. No. Because you know, because you know, there, there. Uh, everybody is waiting for the time where a team will utilize the fact that a quarterback being on the first iteration of a contract, allowing you to have more salary cap space, and just going ahead, despite how talented the quarterback that you have drafted before and how successful he may be, to just give that a whirl uh, in team building and championship building. And obviously you and the Ravens are such at the forefront of analytics in this world, and people are looking at you as thinking maybe you might actually be the first team to try something like that, but that is not going to happen with Lamar. No, no, his fifth-year fifth option is going to get picked up. He's definitely going to be our quarterback, so um, that's, that's the plan, absolutely. All right, Mike, uh, look, I'm going to make this quick. You know, this is what happens. You, you know, the other day, you said, yeah, Bucky Brooks, you know, you hadn't seen something like this where it's, it's unusual, unusual take where he said that Ravens should draft Justin Fields and allow Lamar Jackson to graduate. Uh, John Harbaugh, thank you for being on with our colleague, uh, Rich Eisen. Rich Eisen does a wonderful job. The Rich Eisen Show, shout out. Shout out to my, uh, one of my college roommates on the Rich Eisen Show, TJ Jefferson. But come on, bruh, like... Lamar Jackson is going to have his option picked up. And as I said, today is Wednesday. And your name is Michael Smith, and you were born in 1979. Are we breaking news here? Are we breaking news? It's because of that ridiculous graduation point that we're even having a conversation about Lamar Jackson. If you want to add anything on here, I just want to get that off my chest. If you want to add anything, feel free to. If not... I'm going to pivot somewhere else. I'm going to make a hard left or right turn. You got anything to say on that? Nope. Okay, good. All right, so let's talk about something else. I don't. Uh, Lamar Jackson is going to return to the Ravens. Wow. Baltimore, you can rest easily now. Be assured, your quarterback, who just won MVP a couple of years ago, is not being given up on at the most important position in football. Anyway, um, this is something. Sometimes, uh, this is why... I want to talk about uh, an item in your feed. It says, Dr. J, take two and call me in the morning. Now, you talked the other day, Mike, about uh, Brett Favre and how you wore a number four jersey and how, how much Brett Favre meant to you growing up in New Orleans, growing up in the East. You were a big Brett Favre fan, and, and you kind of patterned your quarterbacking game after you. So, uh, after him. I got to tell you, I grew up in Northeast Ohio, as you know, grew up in Akron. I was a fan of the Cleveland Cavaliers. 
And when I was a fan of the Cavaliers, I remember, like right now in the NBA, has the Ted Stepien rule. I remember when Ted Stepien was the owner of the Cavaliers. Ted Stepien rule is, just very briefly, you can't trade away all your draft picks year after year. That's why NBA teams are not allowed to trade consecutive first-round picks because that will screw up your franchise, which is what Ted Stepien did to the Cavaliers. It was so bad, they wound up trading the number one pick, which the Lakers eventually used, uh, I believe, on James Worthy. Anyway, uh, when you were a fan of the Cleveland Cavaliers in the early 1980s, you, you followed them, but you had to have a second team because your team was always bad. So I liked the Cavaliers. They had um, Jeff Houston, and uh, they had uh, Bill Lane Beer before he went to the Pistons. Uh, they had a, a bunch of guys that you may not have heard of. They were not very good. Um, but you had to have a second team. My second team was the Philadelphia 76ers. I was a Dr. J fan. I hurt for Dr. J when they got swept by the Lakers in 1982. Uh, and, and so I really, well, maybe they, they didn't get swept. They lost to the Lakers in 82. They didn't get swept, though. I don't think so. But I wanted Dr. J desperately to win a championship. And you know what happened, Mike, in 1983? They won 65 games. That was a faux, faux, faux championship team. Who said faux, faux, faux? Who said it? Moses Malone. Moses Malone. Who they bought. They picked him up. They, they created a super team. And they couldn't be stopped. 1983 Philadelphia 76ers, my second team, one of my favorite teams. So Dr. J, 71 now, says that LeBron James cannot be on his all-time teams because LeBron bought... He, he bought a championship team. He created the super team phenomenon. And so Dr. J is going to grade against, he's going he's to grade LeBron down because you can't be an all-time great and play on the super team, even though Dr. J did, and Magic did, and Bird did, Jordan did. They were just created by general managers, not by players. I was very disappointed by guy, Julius Irving, who I just thought hung the moon and the stars when I was a kid. Uh, what was your take on Dr. J and his analysis of LeBron James? Well, a couple things. Um, I don't know if, if that take and for those that may not know, if you've been under a rock the last day, uh, he went on with our guy, Chris Haynes, at Yahoo, and he gave uh, his all-time first and second NBA team. Been trending on Twitter the last, really all day today, um, but yep. last night into the day, been trending on Twitter, been everywhere. Um, and he, maybe the most egregious thing is that Michael Jordan is on the second team. <laughs> like, that I've never seen before. I've heard people, yeah. you know, fault LeBron, falsely fault LeBron for ushering in the era of the super team. I have never seen somebody have Michael Jordan on their second team. Um, yeah. Not that his first team is bad, don't get me wrong. I mean, listen, you'll win a lot of games with Will Chamberlain, Bill Russell, Elgin Baylor, Jerry West, Jerry West, and Oscar Robertson. You win a lot of games 
Um, but that's a, that's, that's a, that's that's an old heads team right there. That's an old heads that's team a, right there. That's um, a foolish team. That's a foolish team. That's foolish. His second, his second team, his second team uh, is Kareem, Carl Malone, Larry Bird, Magic Johnson, and Michael Jordan. So the most contemporary player. So he stopped watching. I think the last player to retire on this. I think the, I think the last player to retire on this list was it Malone or was it Jordan? Who lasted longer, Malone or Jordan? I don't remember. Malone. But I think it's Malone. Basically, Malone. this this century, he ain't been messing with NBA. He don't mess with these players from this century. These new dudes. Yeah, he, these, he doesn't these, like these new dudes. These young dudes. So this is a very, you know, this is bias. This is this is like, you know, he doesn't listen to, he he, he clearly only listens to old school music. Um, which is fine. A, doesn't believe in. Yes, it's, it's fine. But like he, he's so we got to consider the source. Um, the hypocrisy in the revisionist history is obvious for anybody who is even um, a C student in NBA history. Right. And you don't even have to be a, a, a student of NBA history going back to the 83 Sixers, one of the greatest teams of all time. Or before, you don't even have to go back that far. LeBron went to Miami in response to the Celtics, whose latest version of a super team was the old seven championship team, about which you just wrote your, one of your most recent books. Get it in bookstores everywhere or download it where you download your books. Um, Victory. You're welcome. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, so LeBron responded to. And even that, like, you know, Danny Ainge and the Celtics get a lot of credit for putting that team together. Let's not get it twisted. When they didn't get the second, first or second pick of that draft, Greg Oden or Kevin Durant, they then took the fifth pick and moved it for Ray Allen. And Kevin Garnett had all the say at that time about whether or not he was going to leave Minnesota. So, yeah, it might have been a phone call between Ainge and McHale, but make no mistake about it. The big ticket was the one that decided he was going to get on the plane and move to Boston. No question. To, to form that big three with Paul Pierce and Ray Allen. He had turned him down before. So, he initially turned him down. Correct. He wanted to play with correct. Steve Nash uh, in, in Phoenix at the time or Kobe with the Lakers. That's I guess what, the only – yeah. This this is Go what ahead. bothers me about Dr. J's take, and it's what bothers me about people in general when it comes to uh, their resentment for the modern players like the Nets, um, uh, you know, like Kevin Durant before that with the Warriors, is that not just that super teams have always defined NBA history, that super teams have always existed, what bothers me is that if you're a player, I could see an owner or governor, if you prefer, I could see an executive feeling some kind of way about it. But if you're a player, I feel like you should appreciate player empowerment. Like the man at the top on at the top left, Oscar Robertson, yeah. literally paved the way for all of this. 
literally paved the way for all of this player movement and therefore player empowerment. Okay, by, by, by bringing free agency to the NBA. So I would think that if you're a player, a former player, once a player, always a player, I would think you would look at it as like, yo, it's kind of cool that instead of being at the mercy of a team surrounding you with talent or having some guy in a suit dictate your future, these players have taken their destinies into their own hands. I would think former players would celebrate that. Now, I know what their issue is. They think it's cowardice. They think it like, and, and this was something I want to talk to you about a while back. Um, when Steph, there was an article about Steph Curry that was talking to, uh, talked to Dirk Nowitzki and Reggie Miller about being with the same team your whole career. And Reggie Miller, there yeah. was a line that was buried in the article from Reggie Miller where he was like, if Michael Jordan had ever come to me and asked me to come play with him, I'd have told MJ to go F himself. Okay? Right. And, which is easy to say now, and maybe that would have been the case back then. But the idea that, oh, you know, these guys don't want to beat one another. Oh. All they, you know, they just want to play together. It's this AAU culture. It's, it's so like play. We, we really do. It's 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 revisionist history. It's, oh. it's it's historically and intellectually dishonest. It has not hurt the game. It's been great for the game. Super teams always did battle. Always throughout NBA history, it was Lakers versus Celtics. However, they came together. Whether they decided to come together or they were brought together, however they came together, they were super teams nonetheless. And so for people to complain about the LeBrons of the world or the Durants of the world forming up with other talented players, (sighs) deferring, sacrificing to be teammates with other great players in pursuit of the ultimate prize, which is a championship, and those championships or how you get on people's first and second all-time NBA teams is the number of rings you're wearing. I just think we should retire the phrase super team altogether. Yeah. Because you know what a super team is? It's a basketball team. That's just basketball. It's not, it's, it's yeah. not a super team. It's just basketball. It's just, it's just smart business. Because if you're going to define a player by the number of championships they win... Do not begrudge a player for deciding, man, I'm just not going to sit here and watch this organization right. waste my damn career. Right. Or, or even if it's not wasting my career, let's say everything's fine. Let's say everything's fine with the organization. It's fine. Like, they treated me well. Checks didn't bounce. I had a good time. It's good. I like the city. It's, you know, I, I like it. But I got drafted here. I never wanted to live here. I was a professional. I showed up. I played hard. Right. I played well. Made all-star teams. It was good in the community. Uh, I, was, I was collaborative. But I got drafted here. I didn't ask to be drafted here. Out of high school or, or like one year of college, pro, whatever it is. I didn't ask for it. I stayed. Now, I want to make my own decision. I couldn't make my I own I want to live in a different city. Right. The, That's cool. Everybody else who has a job. Everybody else who has a job has the ability to decide, I want to move. I want to live somewhere else. I want to change careers. I want to change. And here's the worst part, Michael. Eventually, these teams are going to get rid of you. They're going to trade you. That's right. I, I just, I, my, I'm, I'm not even, I am not even here because we've been having the same conversation for far too long, for far too many years about the double standards, about the, about the hypocrisy. 
we've been talking about how when players move and they want to do what's best for them, they're vilified, but teams can cut you, trade you, bench you while you're healthy, while they look for a trade partner. We've talked about that ad nauseum. The only thing I cannot believe at this point is that people still don't get it because eventually these teams are going to trade you whether you want to be traded or not, unless you have no trade clause. Word. They're going to cut like, you. They're going to say it's over for you, whether you decide that it's over or not. So to say that a player is somehow, you know, doing a disservice to the game because he decides, oh, you know what? I want something different. I want to play with other great players. Dr. J, you play with other great players. Like, so what's wrong? Like, what, so because that's how it was done for you, Dude. you're somehow better. That's how we that's got how it. That's how we got his chance. That's how we got his that's how, I that's know. How, that was what, like, hey, Moses wasn't run down that team by, again. Mo, Mo, Philly? Moses Malone, Dr. J, Mo Cheeks, Andrew Tony. If I'm not mistaken, that's four home Hall of Famers, is it not? That's four Hall of Famers and four All Stars, I believe, that season. I mean, so it, it's why it, I don't, you know what? Mo I'm going to talk to old age, man. I'm going to talk. Mo Cheeks should be in the Hall of Fame. He should be. I don't know if Tony's he, in. He's not a Hall of Famer. I don't know if Tony's in. Mo Cheeks ain't Mo, Mo, I love Mo. Ooh, I love Mo Cheese. He oh, don't remember? My God. Wow. That's surprising. Not, didn't turn it over? That's, a, that's nice a, from the free throw line. Unselfish. Billy Good Cunningham. Anyway. I mean, look, man. Yeah. So I, I'm gonna chalk it up to old age. I don't I don't think that Dr. J, with all due respect, I don't think he was thinking this thinking through this clearly. I think he no, was no, just no, talking. No. And it happened. It, mm. uh, it, it, there's just there's just no way he though. doesn't understand this. There's no way he's forgotten how he how could he how could how how come we got to tell Dr. J how he got his championship? Right, it's not old age. First of all, the soundtrack the soundtrack for this should be a joint that goes hard, goes hard. James Brown's "I Don't Want Nobody to Give Me Nothing." Open up the door, boom, boom, open up boom, the door, boom, boom, huh. and boom, I'll get boom, it myself. Boom, 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 boom. Do you hear me? There it is. I don't want <laughs> nobody to give me nothing. To give me nothing. Open up the door. Huh. Yeah, joint right there. Huh. All right. Anyway, look. So what they're saying is, it's okay if Pat Williams, I think it was general manager back in the day, if Pat Williams does it, if Red Auerbach does it, if Jerry Krause does it, that's cool. Jerry West, if these general managers put it together, it's good. But a player can't do it for himself. That's bad. But players, it's not just Dr. J. It's not just the old school guys. You mentioned the big three, Kevin Garnett earlier. Kevin Garnett, to this day, has a problem with Ray Allen. Why? For, for joining up because with the Heat. Because Ray yeah. <laughs> right. left. Oh, but no, that no, I understand. No, but wait, no, no, but no, that no, I understand, no, no. though, Michael. No, I That's don't. Different. I don't understand it. I'm going to tell you why. I'm I tell do. why I don't understand it. Well, that's because that's Kevin Garnett, who was only traded. The only times Kevin Garnett was traded is when he said, okay, you can trade me. You can trade me from Minnesota yes. to Boston. You can trade me from Boston you. to Brooklyn. Right, but Ray right. Allen, before he went to Minnesota, before he went to Miami, the Celtics Miami. tried to yep. trade him. He had no say in it. I know that. I know that. So, hey, man. I know that. The reason, this oh, is, wait, so this is why cool. I understand. I understand but that. On, but, but hold on a second, Mike. It, it's, but what he's saying is, it's cool if they trade you. You have no say in where you're going, and you just got to deal with it, bro. That's business. But then if you make a business decision no, it's not that. for your family, right. you sold people out. So remember in the last dance, remember in the last dance when Jordan 
was talking about Scottie Pippen and what Scottie should have done, even now. Right. And he, and he was only looking through, at it through the perspective of, I needed to get my championship, but I needed Scottie. Not Scottie doing what's best for him. So this is not Garnett seeing the big picture and seeing the inconsistency there. This is Garnett saying, yo, if we break up, please don't date him. Or please don't date her. It was, the, it was because he went to Miami, and given that Miami was the team that was going to end the Celtics' reign, it, I, so I get Garnett's frustration there. They don't doesn't mean it was. It. Doesn't mean it's right. Doesn't mean it's right. I get it because of the They'd hatred already there. Ended it. But put. But wait. But can we go back real quick? Let's just go back real quick to the to, to Dr. J's teams. Because if I'm not mistaken, his his first team has Wilt, West, and Baylor on it. Correct. That should be the second team. <laughs> right. Right. Okay. But wait. Wilt, West, and Baylor. Let's just let we, let's just use this. Will West and Baylor, all right? Yeah. Didn't all three of those dudes play at the same time on the same team? They did. Not only are they they did all Lakers, but they were all on the same team, right? Okay, so that's those mm-hmm. three. That's the first team. Magic and Oscar Kareem. Robertson. Wait, 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 we didn't get we don't get that. We were, before Magic and Kareem, there was Oscar and Kareem. Right. Didn't those two dudes play together? Didn't they win a championship once upon a time? The last championship that the Milwaukee Bucks have won, as a matter of fact. All right. So now let's get to Magic and Kareem. All right. Then they they got together along with Worthy and Cooper and Byron with Pat Riley coaching them. And then last but not least, man, Larry Bird was part of what? Arguably the greatest front line in NBA history? So, I mean, it's just... It's like, I feel like Trade I'm wasting my breath. Like, it's old man yelling. Huh? And it wasn't a homegrown yes. big three. They traded for Robert Parrish, didn't they? They traded and, for, and, they they for Parrish they, they and Mikhail, Mikhail, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, they drafted. But then they trade to get Mikhail. I, I might be fuzzy on that. Yeah, so they made a trade, they made I a trade am, to get Mikhail and Parrish, yep. Yes. So, this is old man yelling at Klaus, and I feel like slightly less old man yelling at older man because it's like, we, we, you know, we could talk to it blue in the face. Some people are just never going to see this for what it is, which is a good thing. And it's one of those things that as a society, as a sports society, we will look back on this and be like, you know what? We had that wrong for a long time. Vilifying players for taking their destinies and their careers in their own hands. The criticism we just didn't know any better. Same as there are other things in society we've come to evolve but, and realize, like, man, we were really, but you know what? really messed up for thinking that way. We'll, we'll come to that, that place. When you ever do that, though? It's like some version. You may do this with your kids. Because, you know, we didn't grow up with any means. Bro, we didn't grow up with any money. Like, and so you might do, you might see your kids with some kind of access some kind of privilege, hey, you should be thankful. You know, back in the day, we had to work for that. <laughs> back in the day, you know, we didn't get rides to school. We had to walk. You know, back in the day, they didn't have a video game Uphill. in my room. <laughs> you know, Both ways. <laughs> back in the day, stuff. we had to wait till the yeah. show came on, and we, had, we couldn't rewind it. We ain't had on demand. We couldn't, we, couldn't, we couldn't pause it. We had to sit through the commercials back in the day. We had to wake up Saturday grateful. morning to watch the cartoons. Right. You got to have more humility, more gratitude. Back in the I day, we had a beeper. Her. We had a beeper. 
And you had to put 911 at the end of the beep. But we ain't had no cell phones back in the day. Right. <laughs> Look at your iPhone. I don't you got know your own iPhone. Got it. Yeah. Unbelievable. All right. Uh, we got some company coming up, man. But yeah, uh, Dr. J, uh, we all love Dr. J. And we love him enough to tell him that he's wrong. But he knows he's wrong. He knows he he's wrong. wrong. Hey, he knows nah. he knows he's wrong because he won the he he won the championship on the super team. He's got to know that. Watch the games. Got to know that. <laughs> Watch the games now. Give me one player on that team who played in the last ten years. One team, just one, just one, one. It don't have to be LeBron. Somebody. Watch the current. And even game. if you did, even if you, even if you do want to hold it against LeBron by now, LeBron's greatness has transcended any silly criticisms about the help that he's had over the years. It's like, still the best player in the game. Still one of the top two or three players of all time. It's like, so what? So what So what? he had Wade and Chris Bosh? He was the best player. Easily. So what he had Kyrie and Kevin Love? He was the best player. Easily. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? He created. Hell. He created super team. He Super teams were formed to beat him. So, yeah, he's at fault. Super teams were formed to beat LeBron. So, don't come at LeBron with this. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Oh, man, this is so much fun. Um, We've been talking so much about Trey Lance this entire season. draft process really since he had that that one game because of COVID that was basically a draft showcase game for him uh Sports Illustrated talked about him being the most intriguing prospect of the most unique draft in recent memory and here's the man himself Trey Lance uh future first round I say first round that's conservative top three top five who knows uh, where Trey Lance might go and how soon he might uh, hear his name called. Trey Lance is here with us uh, with Old Spice. Um, Old Spice is proudly partnering with Big Brother, Big Sisters of America to help draft the next generation of mentors, learn how to help the more than 30,000 youth waiting to be matched with a big at BigDraft21.com. Uh, and I actually want to start there with you, Trey, because when we knew you were going to join us, I, uh, I texted your quarterback coach, Quincy Avery. Yeah, your quarterback uh, trainer. And the first thing he came back to me with, he really only came back to me with one sentence. And I said, uh, I said, hey, we got, we got Quincy coming on today, FYI. He just said he's such a good dude. That's all he said was he's such a good dude. And I'd love to know what that means to you that that's what people say about you. He's such a good dude. Yeah, I mean, it means a lot. First, I guess, thanks for having me. I was super excited to, to be on with you guys. But, yeah, it means a lot. I mean, that, that's that's the impact I guess I want to have on people. That's, that's I mean, uh, there's nothing bad I can say about that. Uh, I'm surprised, Quincy, I'm surprised he didn't have some smart remark or something to make. Uh, but I appreciate <laughs> it. I think he's in clear. I think he hit the golf course since he got here, which which makes sense. He needs to work on his game a little bit. But, uh, no, I appreciate him. In my, in my I love it. That, that, 
I love it. Yes, that speaks to the relationship. You got to get those digs in where you can. We can certainly appreciate that. But no, just to follow up on that, uh, reading that Sports Illustrated article, which for those that haven't read it, I highly recommend you do. It's very, uh, very in-depth. It mentions the family mission statement hanging in your dining room at home. And it says, we believe in making a difference in the world. Uh, Can you tell us the story about that mission statement, how it came to be? your family's mission statement and, and, and how it manifests itself and just your family's day-to-day life, whether you talk about it, uh, how you act on it. Yeah. So we, we put it together uh, as a family, probably back in, I think it was 2011 or 12. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I believe, you know, my family and I believe that I'm not on earth to, to be a football player. No one's put on earth. You know, I don't believe that God put me on earth to play football or to be a doctor or lawyer, whatever it is. Um, although that's what I love to do and that's what I want to do for as long as I possibly can. Um, that's not why I'm here. I'm, I'm here to have an impact on people that's bigger than football. Uh, so that's my ultimate goal at the end of the day, uh, to leave a legacy on, on the world, have an impact on people that's, that's more than football. Uh, but, but I also understand the situation and, and football is what I love. So I'm going to spend as much time doing that as I possibly can. You know, Trey, I, I know being a big brother, uh, the big brother program, mentoring program is important to you and, and Michael and I talk about this all the time, like the mentors that we've had uh, coming up and the mentors that we have right now, you just never get too old to stop learning and to, uh, and to take uh, glean insights from other people. Who's a mentor for you that you look back on if there was a critical moment, you say, yeah, you know, without this person, you know, X, Y, Z, X, Y, and Z wouldn't have happened. Who, who's that mentor or the mentors for you? Who are those, who have those people been? Yeah, my dad is the biggest one for me, uh, without a doubt. Taught me how to how to compete, how to be a competitor, um, and obviously how to be a man, how, how to be a respectful human being, how to treat people the right way. Everything from top to bottom, I think I learned from from my parents, but especially my dad, just from a mentor standpoint. Um, and, and just in with mentors, like I think that's why I'm so proud to be part of Old Spice, as you mentioned, uh, with their partnership with Big Brothers Big Sisters. Um, and they're putting the spotlight on mentorship and trying to get more kids the opportunity to have mentors. And I understand, you know, I'm so thankful for it because I wouldn't be where I am today without all of my mentors, whether it's, you know, Carson Wentz, Easton Stick, who mentored me my, my first few years in college and even today, uh, going back to coaches or, or people in the communities that I've been fortunate to grow up in. You know, um, my, my kids uh, tease me all the time because they, they can complete this sentence uh, that I always put on them, especially – when I want them to put some extra work in, I always say there are, there are no, and they'll say, yeah, we know shortcuts. There are no shortcuts. You got you to go through <laughs> the process. Uh, you said your father is your mentor. Is there a phrase or is there something that your father always said that, you know, maybe got used to hearing and now you think about it now and you say, oh, yeah, okay, I understand uh, what he was trying to say to me when I was 12, 13 years old. Is there anything that stands out to you? Yeah, it's actually real similar to what you said. He, he would always say the only one, uh, the only one stopping Trey is, and it was Trey. So I was really the only one stopping myself mm-hmm. from a competitive standpoint, whatever it was. Um, no one stopping me from waking up at 5 a.m. and going to lift, going to, to make myself better, going to separate myself. Uh, my parents were never real strict on me, but they were always realistic. If my actions didn't align with my words, uh, if I was doing the same thing as everyone else, I can't expect to have different results. Uh, so that's the biggest thing that my parents pushed me Ooh. in, and yet. Trey is Trey. Oh, say that again. Say that last Boy, part yeah. again. We're going to put that. Exactly. Put that in the lower third. That is a word right there. If your actions didn't align with your words, say that again. 
Yeah, so if your actions don't line up with your words, you can't expect to, to get different results than everyone else. If you're just going to practice or whatever it is, doing the same thing as everyone else, you can't expect different results, especially me being from, you know, real small town Minnesota. Uh, I, had to, I had to do a lot of things to separate myself and, and to be, you know, where I'm at today. Love it. All right, man. Like, I, I listen, um, I, 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 I'm just thinking to myself, I don't know how you pass on this dude. I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm, just, I'm not even going to be shy about it right now. <laughs> the longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Mac Jones must be something else. He must, yeah. he must, he must be something else in an interview over Zoom. He must be something else on a whiteboard because I don't know how you look at the player that Trey Lance showed himself to be at North Dakota State, the production that he had in 2019 in particular, dude won both the Walter Payton and the Jerry Rice Award in 2019. Did not throw a pick. If it wouldn't have been having technical difficulties, I'd have been like, yo, man, how you go a whole season without throwing an interception? Just first of all, where they do that at? You know, did not throw a right. pick. Uh, how you're built like him but also have the foundation that he clearly has is as impressive as he is. You could just feel it. Like you and I have interviewed a lot of people, man. We've interviewed a lot of people. We talked to a lot of people, a lot of guys present well, but, but he clearly has it. So how you have it, have all the tools and how somebody decides to pass on him. I mean, Mac Jones must really be that dude if the Niners are not going to take Trey Lance or Justin Fields for that matter. But, but I mean, I don't know how you can talk to Trey Lance for five minutes, which is about how long we could hear him, and not come away impressed. Yeah, very, very impressive. Very impressive young man, Mike. And I was thinking the same thing, that it's difficult. Like, this is, what, this is also what makes the draft process hard because it – you can, you can fall in love with the guy, his, his ability to diagnose or, and to explain what's happening with the offense or defense, uh, the way he just presents himself, but then that might not be the right fit. And the, and the, and the inverse can be true, too, <clears throat> where, you know, the guy doesn't really, there are some guys who don't express themselves that well, but they can go out, they can ball out, and they're great teammates. So that, that makes it very difficult. I'll, just say, I'll say this about Mac yeah. Jones. Doesn't necessarily have to be either or with Jones. That I hear a lot of people saying this about him. This is not necessarily my knock on him. They, well, what are you supposed to do with all that talent at, at, at Alabama? You know, they got first rounders. Uh, they got two great receivers. They got first round receivers. They got a first round running back. Got people on the O line and D line. They're going to be playing in the NFL. We're going to hear Alabama called a lot. On, on not just the first day of the draft, but all three days, Cal- uh, Alabama's that, that name is going to pop up. So it's not just that, hey, Mac Jones is playing with talented people, therefore he looks good. Both things could be true. He could have first-round talent around him, and he also can be a first-round talent himself. I just look at him and say he's a good quarterback. 
I'm not sure he is the third best quarterback in this draft. Where, where that's where he's going to be drafted as the third best. Yeah, but but, but Michael, respectfully, respectfully, I know this is what we do. I know this. Is what no, we don't do. say let's, that. Don't say respectfully. Don't, no, no, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't be respectful. No, I, no, don't be respectful. no I, I respect your opinion. No, I respect I don't your want opinion. You to be respectful, they, I, especially after what you're about to I can say. Respect I know what you're about to say. I can, I can respect your opinion. I can respect your opinion and still say you're out of pocket. And this, but but what I'm about to see, what I'm about to say ain't sexy. What I'm about to say doesn't go on a headline on YouTube. Tell me okay, why. Okay, what I'm about to say ain't the clip that they. What I'm about to say ain't the clip that they cut and share because it ain't sexy. All right. You don't know. And I don't know. You don't know what Mac Jones is. You don't, you don't know what you're looking at when you look at Mac Jones. You can't. You, you, you sit up here and saying unequivocally with conviction. I commend you for your conviction. And with passion. Oh, Mac Jones ain't worth going up to the third pick for. for or oh, Mac Jones ain't worth. Speak how you, how the hell you know? Player? Speak you don't know. Yourself. You don't know. Mike, how do you know? Enlighten Mike, me. How do you know? And if you do beauty. know, why are you sitting there with me? Hey, let me ask you this. If I don't know, guess who else doesn't know? John Lynch, Kyle Shanahan, Correct. it's all opinion. It's Correct. subjective. Correct. It's subjective. 100%. So now you're talking. I'm representing all, the only person I can represent in this conversation is Michael Howard. So I am comfortable right. and confident in saying I think they missed. Now we'll find out. But, why, down the but, road. but where does that confidence it, come from? But do me a favor. Where does that confidence come from? I, I, oh, oh, I don't know. My time on Earth watching football—it's football, Mike. Don't be like that. Don't be like. Okay. Don't be one. So you, don't be one of those guys. Don't be one of those guys. One of which guys? That, into, that knows what he doesn't know. No, that knows no, what no, he doesn't no. know. That don't don't turn this into some MIT classroom where you got to have a special skill set to understand what you're watching on the field. Don't Michael. do that. There are a lot of people in the NFL okay, so who this, do that. Don't no, be one of them. Don't be one of them. Come on, Mike. I'm not in the NFL, and I can be one of them. And this is why I preface it by saying respectfully, because I don't – because oh, stop. don't – don't – no, I'm on, not going to stop. Ahead, what I'm trying to go say ahead, to you ahead, is this, Michael. I don't want you to both stop. Both of us have put a fr- – Go. I want you to go. Both of us have put a stop, fraction – And I want you to go. Okay. <laughs> right. 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 Both of us have put a fraction of the time into studying these guys – that these teams have. You can roll your eyes all you want. And like I said, this ain't sexy, but it's real. Okay? We put a fraction of the time into it. It doesn't mean that they don't get it wrong. We, we okay, put the right. stats on the board yeah. about how many times they get it wrong. But for you to sit up here and say, Matt Jones going to be a bust, okay. like you know it for sure, you don't when know. I, it, I didn't say it was going to be a bust. You I didn't say it was going to be a bust. You said that. You may not have I used said, the word bust. You said failure. Know, okay, I'm sorry. Failure. I said this was Would too you like me to have the court play it back for you? You said, said it would be a failure. You kept saying that. You saying that. You're projecting. You, You're trying to tell me what I'm you saying. You said failure. I'm, I'm not projecting. Clear. I disagree. You, you said I'm failure. Unlike well, you, I listen to what you're saying. You said failure. You're trying to take me somewhere I didn't want to go. You're trying to take me somewhere that never went. I never said he was going to be a bust. I said they didn't have to spend that much. I didn't say don't draft Mac Jones. I'm saying don't mortgage your future for Mac Jones. That's what I said. 
Hey, you Gary, do me a favor. All right, cool. 12. We up against the clock? That's what I hey, said. Hey, Gary, do me a favor. Here's your assignment Are you going to give me credit, Gary. though? You did say that as well. You did say when that right. as well. Okay? Do me when a favor, right. Gary. Clip off from today that Michael Holly said, along with Jason Johnson, said that this is going to be a failure, that he was going to fail. You may not have used yeah. the B word, but you used every other word to describe the, a bust. Mike, you said it was going to be a failure, right. and you said they overpaid. When I'm right so in clip four that years, off for three tomorrow. years, let me ask you a question. When I'm right in three years, what if he's, what if he's Matt Ryan? Well, let me ask you the question first. If, I, when I, if I'm right, if I'm right in three years, will you give me credit or will that, will, will that just be like luck? No, I won't give you credit. You know why I won't give you credit? Because it means you guessed right. You're That's terrible. why I won't give you credit. Bye. Bye. Maybe I am. Maybe I am. Horrible. <laughs> The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash activecash.